Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Peace and many blessings. Shall we share a word of prayer? Our Father, we thank you for tonight. We are happy to be in your presence. Lord, we know that in your presence there is fullness of joy and there are pleasures evermore. We know that you are here with us, even to bless us. We ask that you open the eyes of our understanding to understand the word of God to the point of being doers of your word so that it will profit us and our profit will be evident to all. We thank you, dear Lord. Take your place in our midst, O Lord, and we bind the thief who seeks to steal the word of God from us in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for that which we are about to receive tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace and many blessings. We want to look further into the word of God given to us this year. That out of my belly and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water if we believe in him and what he has told us we are considering the subject obeying is to believe obeying is to believe when we talk about obedience obedience is compliance with an order or request or a law or a submission to another's authority and to believe in our own local language if we want to translate it literally it means to take and eat gd hemo keyeli so to believe is to have confidence or faith in the truth or existence of or to have confidence in the assertion of a person and I believe that obedience is the positive response of our faith hallelujah I read somewhere this week that obedience actually involves listening attentively with a heart of compliant submission and then obeying the word that is said to us. So we want to listen and pay attention in compliant submission to what God has said to us this year. And considering John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, actually, when we listen attentively in this attitude of compliant submission, it will bring us to the point of believing, to bring us to the point of faith, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by 
the word of God. So we shouldn't get tired of listening over and over again attentively to what God is saying to us this year because in listening to us there's abundance of blessing and overflow and I believe that we all would like to have this overflow when we look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse, verses 1 and 2 we see that actually listening and doing the word of God will bring us blessing it says and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord hallelujah um, we don't want to go into all those blessings and to be reading through I leave that to you um, to go and research for yourself so that you'll be eager to fulfill the prerequisites the requirements of receiving all these blessings hallelujah so God is actually calling us to something great and he is giving us the key and we have to use the key very well we want to go to our theme scripture John chapter 7 verse 37 and 38 in the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man tests let him come unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water hallelujah now we have the slogan up there and to keep reminding ourselves so jesus is throwing an invitation he stood and cried he said it loudly for everyone to hear and he's throwing this invitation who is he throwing the invitation to he says if any man tests so he's inviting as many as are thirsty to come to him and drink so the invitation is to those who are thirsty and psalm 42 verse 1 and 2 tells us the kind of test that Jesus is referring to. It's not a test for pure water or Coca-Cola or Sprite or uh, which of those soft drinks will say, obey your test. Um, you know, it's, it's not that kind of test he's talking about. But when we look at Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, it tells us, as the, the heart panted after the water, 
the water broke so panted my soul after thee O God my soul thirsted for God for the living God when shall I come and appear before God hallelujah so Jesus is inviting those who are thirsty for God thirst for the living God a desire a strong desire for the Lord a longing to be in his presence so he's yearning and he says so when will I even appear before you you long to be where you know the name of the Lord is and the presence of the Lord is that is the kind of test that strong desire of the soul for the living God the, the source of living water so those who are not thirsty would actually waste this invitation because the one who is already um, filled has drunk something and has no desire for anything else the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 27 verse 7 I think um, let's look at that scripture yeah the full soul loathed an honeycomb but to the hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet so the one who is not thirsty the one who is not hungry does not even desire anything at all from the Lord you even despise it the thing that is very sweet like honeycomb a sweet and you know palatable nice thing because that soul is filled with something else they would not appreciate it at all but for the person who is hungry every bitter thing the bible says is sweet god is calling for those who are hungry jesus actually says something in luke chapter 5 verse 37 to 39 we'll read from 37 to 39 luke chapter 5 verse 37 to 39 and no man put new wine into old bottles else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled and the bottles shall perish but new wine must be put into new bottles and both are preserved no man also having drunk old wine straight away desired new for he said the old is better so if you are already filled with something else um, you think that what you have is enough um, there's no need for so all this out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water rivers of living water and all that it doesn't even make any sense to you because you're already filled with something else but we have to be made new hallelujah we have to come to the lord as he's bringing us this invitation and saying that anyone who is thirsty if i don't feel thirsty 
then I need to go to the Lord to empty me of every other content that has occupied me and stopped my test so that he will make me new and um, capable of receiving the fresh thing that he is bringing my way. Hallelujah. So, this is about the importance of being tested because that is actually qualifying us to handle that invitation to come. Hallelujah. If you are not tested, you are just wasting that invitation. And we all need to cry out to God that by the workings of his grace, we will possess this kind of test and hunger for the living God. We want to look at something also about this test in um, Second Samuel chapter 23. Okay, maybe I'll just say it quickly. So at this point in time, King David was thirsty for a certain water from a certain well. So he was calling for somebody to give him that water. And his three mighty men went to bring, they broke through the ranks of the Philistines and went to bring him that water. But this kind of test is a test that requires that we ourselves will go to Jesus, the fountain of living water. It is not to send somebody else to go and bring it for you. Actually, I noticed that after the people had raised their lives and brought that water, David himself saw that, no, this is not a good idea that I should be drinking this water. This actually is for the Lord. So he gave it to the Lord. So it's a personal, a personal call, actually. A personal and individual call by the Lord Jesus Christ to come to him. So, what are we to obey? What steps of, what steps of obedience does the Lord require us to take in this word that he has prophecy that he has given to us? So, first of all, he says, if anyone tests, let him come to me. Let him come to me. So the first step is to come to Jesus. Is to be with Jesus. Is to love Jesus. When Jesus chose his twelve apostles, he chose them that they will first be with him. And then he will send them out to go and preach the gospel and cast out demons and heal people. So, the first thing which should never uh, be displaced is to be with Jesus. So he says, whoever is thirsty, let him come to me. You yourself, me, myself, must go to Jesus. There is no sending here. Another person who was trying to send was that man who landed in hell. And he was thirsty. 
And he was telling Abraham that he should send Lazarus to dip his finger and bring and drop water on his tongue to quench his taste. There is no sending. It is an individual thing. And we must come to Jesus. We must have a personal pursuit for the Lord Jesus Christ. Our test should drive us to to pursue the knowledge of Jesus, to follow after him intentionally. Like King David said, he said in Psalm 27 verse 4, he said, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Hallelujah. So that is one thing. And that one thing to be of being with Jesus is what is also needed. Jesus told Martha that you are worried about many things, but actually it is only one thing that is needed. So all those other things that you are worried about, just set them aside and Focus on this one thing because your sister chose it. And that one, if you choose it, nobody can take it from you. Hallelujah. So, the first and greatest commandment also is to love the Lord. So, being with Jesus, coming to Jesus, coming to Jesus, being with Jesus, loving Jesus, is the first and greatest, most important thing that should be our, our pursuit. So, it is a call to pursue Jesus, to draw near to Jesus. So, this year, let's draw nearer to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you think you are closer to, you, to, to Jesus, let's even draw closer, more closer more nearer even to him. There's a song that says that the more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. I want more of you. More of you. So that should be our heart desire and our heart cry. And that is one key thing even to the blessings that God wants to pour upon us. In Isaiah chapter 48 um, from verse 16 to 18. Uh, I'll take it from the message. He says, come close. Listen carefully. I've never kept secrets from you. I've always been present with you. And now the master, God sends me and his spirit with this message from God, your redeemer, the holy of Israel. I am God, your God, who teaches you how to live right and well. I show you what to do, where to go. Verse 48 says, If you had listened all along to what I told you, your life would have flowed full like a river, blessings rolling in like waves of the sea. Hallelujah. So this is God's intention for us. He's giving us the key. And he's been talking to us since time immemorial. 
And he says that if you had listened all along. And now he's calling us. He says that come close. Come close and listen carefully. Now he's saying that those who are thirsty should come to him and drink. And as the scripture has said, for all those who believe, out of their bellies will flow rivers of living water. So he says, come close and listen carefully to this matter. Listen attentively to what he is telling you and I. And if we do this, then he will pour his blessings upon us and they will be flowing in like waves of the sea. Hallelujah. This is what I long for. I don't know about you, but I'll encourage us all to pay close attention to what the Lord is telling us so that we will have faith in ourselves to, to obey him. Amen. And the next thing that we are to obey in what he's telling us this year is to drink. He says, if anyone tests, let him come to me and drink. Drinking, I believe, is similar to believing because we are taking in and we are gulping down, we are swallowing. Somebody says, ah, you have believed hook, line, you have swallowed the thing hook, line, and sinker. Yes, it means that I have wholly believed without any reservations. Hallelujah. So, we must believe what God has told us wholly and adhere to his guidance and we will see his blessings. There are certain things that when we come to this point, we must overcome. The hindrances that we must overcome when we come to this fountain to drink. When we look at the story of the um, Samaritan woman, we see that she had these things to grapple with. And um, I read something in Genesis chapter 26 that actually describes what the woman was struggling with and what we all struggle with sometimes. Um, okay, maybe we'll read a John chapter 4, verse, John chapter 4, verse 9 to 12 first, then we'll read Genesis 26. Yeah. Okay. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that said unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Say, Thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then 
hast thou that living water? Hmm. Twelve. Are thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his, descent, his children and his cattle? Okay, so we end it here. And let's go to Genesis 26, verse 19 to 20. Let's take that in the NLT. So, okay. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gera Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. Hallelujah. Underline that or highlight that in your Bible. They discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds from Gera came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said. And they argued over it with Isaac, Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well. Hallelujah. But again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Hmm. Let's ponder over this. So this woman, she is thirsty. She has carried her bucket at 12 o'clock in the good afternoon. And she has gone to the well. And then she discovers, she's gone to the well, but she discovered a well of fresh water, which is Jesus. Hallelujah. But what happens? Essek and Sitna were there. Essek and Sitna. Hostility. Why is it that you, a Jew, should come to me, a Samaritan, not only a Samaritan, a Samaritan woman, to ask for water? Hostility would have prevented this woman from drinking. She, nah, she was, her bucket was full of hostility, actually, because if you've gone through five marriages and you are, you've... Um, also come somebody else's husband. I mean, after the hostility there, it will be a bucket full, mom. You know, so she dished out a few to Jesus. But Jesus didn't um, take that to heart at all because he was after the soul of that woman. And that is the same way that Jesus is after your soul and my soul. And he's, he's calling out to us. He's, he's screaming and shouting out loud to us that we will hear him and come out of that kind of hostility. So, yes, we Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Me and you, we are not in the same class. So, in fact, it's not even proper for me to be talking to you. You know, we are not in the same, we are, you are not my class, kind of. These are the hindrances at the well. Then, Essek. Argument. Argument. The word of God is coming. Argument. 
what does the Bible tell us to do? We have to cast down those arguments. Because they are rising up against the knowledge of God in our lives. And we need to cast them down. This woman, she faced them. Because when she was carrying on like that, she says, ah, you don't even know the person you are talking to. You have actually encountered um, the well of fresh water. And I can actually give you that water. Look at this scorching sun. As the girls will say, You were alone. You couldn't come in the morning. 12 o'clock in the afternoon. That is when you have come to fetch water. You don't even know who is talking to you. You would have asked me and I would have given you living water. Oh, then the argument started. <laughs> yes. Uh, the argument started verse 11. First one, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. So as you are standing there like this, you like this, sizing him up, where will you get that living water from? Twelve. So, who are you? Rare. Are thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? So these are the arguments that would have prevented this woman from drinking. But thank Jesus for his loving kindness. By the time he was through with her, she dropped that bucket. She took in that living water. And she dropped that bucket of argument and hostility and everything in her past. Which could not satisfy her. All the, how many relationships she's been through that could not satisfy her expectations in life. She dropped it there. And quickly, she went into her town. She was the first missionary there. The place that Jesus was going, and they said, don't come here. This place is not a, a transit quarters for you to just come and pass here and go or somewhere. No, 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 we will not allow you. And the disciples, the sons of thunder, they were very upset. And they said, ah, these hypocrites, the way they are behaving, Master, why don't you allow us to call, you know, thunder from heaven and, you know, as Elijah did. <laughs> and Jesus said, no, no, you don't even know what spirit is controlling you to be talking like that? I didn't come to destroy lives. I came to save lives. Hallelujah. So Jesus has come to save our lives. And he is giving us the key. The key. We need to believe in Jesus. We need to obey him. We need to listen attentively to what he is saying. And do what. He's asking us to do so that he too will do what he has promised to do. T.L. Osborne one day said something that has remained with me for a long time. He said, 
I don't claim to be somebody who has extraordinary powers to do anything. But I have enough sense to know that God will do what he said he will do when I do what he says I should do. Hallelujah. So if Jesus is inviting you and me and he's saying that if you are thirsty, come to me and drink. You know, coming to Jesus is different from coming to church. Somebody can come to church and not come to Jesus. You can come to church as a religious routine. That's not coming to Jesus. So, Jesus says, come to me. Draw near to me. Come and be with me. It is me that you are coming to. The gathering is not unto any man. The gathering is unto the Lord. Unto the Lord shall the gathering of the people be. So, anytime we are even coming to the gathering, we must make it our aim that it is Jesus we are coming to. Hallelujah. And when we have our personal um, devotions, which is very important to do if we want rivers of living water to flow out of our bellies, then we should not do away with the word of God. We should not do away with our personal prayer time. We should not do away with our personal devotion. It is key to the fulfillment of God's word in our lives. At the overflow of living water. Hallelujah. So, let us not be hindered. As we hear the word of God, it's like a mirror. We're seeing ourselves in the many things that seek to hinder us from even receiving from the Lord. There are many things that fill our lives and don't make us even thirsty to... Um, desire anything of God we think we're just okay we're just okay um, I once met a lady who has been a Christian for many years she had not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit so I said ah, it's very important for you to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit if you are coming to uh, faith builders and they make announcements baptism in the Holy Spirit you have to come and receive the Holy Spirit so that you can also pray it's, a, it's God's promise for you as a child of God. Then she went like, oh, actually, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've been okay. Like this, I mean, I'm in the ministry, you know. I'm okay. She, she couldn't see anything. I said, eh? You are okay. So she wasn't hungry. She was not thirsty. <laughs> so, you know, I had to have further discussions to bring her to that understanding that you can never be okay without this fountain of living water. Because Jesus, when he has said this, he said, the Bible explained that what he was talking about, he was actually referring to the Holy Spirit who all those who believe in him should receive. That is verse 39 of John chapter 7. So if you are a believer, Jesus is expecting that all those who believe, as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. In this particular context, 
he is talking about the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You should receive the Holy Spirit baptism. If you don't receive the Holy Spirit baptism, you are missing out on something precious that the Lord has for you. At this time that Jesus was talking, the Holy Spirit had not come, had not been given yet because Jesus was not yet glorified. He had not died and resurrected. But now that Jesus has died and resurrected and Pentecost has come, the Holy Spirit has been given. So God is ready to give to all those who come to him as a good father. So if you have not yet received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I want to let you know that this year is your year. In fact, let it make it, let's make it this week is your week. Make sure you are receiving the Holy Spirit baptism. We have all night on Friday. Come and pray. Let rivers of living water flow out of your belly. Without the Holy Spirit, our lives will be very dry. Our Christian life will just be, you know, a religious something. But let us be desirous of more of God. And that more of God comes with us receiving the Holy Spirit because He is not only enabling us to speak in tongues, but He is coming with much more. Hallelujah. He is coming with much more. More than that. Yes, you will speak in tongues, but more than that, you will receive power to be witnessing. More than that, you will manifest the power of God. More than that, you will carry the presence of God. More than that, rivers of living water will flow out of your belly. There will be no dryness around you. Nothing will be mundane. It will just, you, God will just, the Spirit of God will just carry you in the flow. And that is what we need, actually. Hallelujah. So, in verse 38, John 7, 38, he says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The scripture has said it. The scripture cannot be broken. Forever, the word of God is settled in heaven. So, for us who believe, this is our portion. Our portion is not to come and struggle as if God has no power. The Spirit of God is the power of God. Hallelujah. So, what has the scripture said? I found one thing that the scripture has said in reference to what Jesus was talking about. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 2 to 4. I read from verse 2 to 4. That said the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jerusalem, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, hallelujah, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine 
offspring. Hallelujah. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. Hallelujah. So, God has promised. And God always does what he promised that he will do. So, this year, I pray, and I believe that is your prayer too, that you will see the manifestation of the promise of God's word in your life. Hallelujah. He that believeth. Do you believe this? Do you believe? We have already talked about believe, to believe in its literal meaning. Take, to take and eat. G D. You have taken it, you have eaten it, you have swallowed it, hook, line, sinker. We have wholly believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has told us. Do you believe in the promise of God wholly like this? If we believe, then we will find ourselves obeying what he is telling us to do. If we believe, then we will go to him. As he says, come to me. We will not take our personal devotion lightly. We will not take our personal consecration lightly. We will not take our personal, our Christian life lightly at all. We will prioritize our pursuit for God and seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And things, all other things will come um, after us. They will pursue us and they will rather overtake us. Hallelujah. So we have to believe. If you do not believe enough, then you have to pay close attention to the word of God and keep hearing the word of God. Keep listening to the promise and every detail of this promise. And you can also pray to God like that man who prayed and said to Jesus, you know, he was telling Jesus that this is what is happening to my son, but if there's anything that you can do for us. Jesus said, it's not about what I can do for you. It's actually about what you can believe. To the one who believes, all things are possible. So he said, ah, Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. If there's a little bit of unbelief which will hinder my receiving healing for my child, my son, then help my unbelief. So we can actually pray as it, Lord, help my unbelief. Remove this stony heart of unbelief. Actually, it's not, the Bible calls it an evil heart of unbelief. Unbelief, God calls it evil. So we, we can't harbor unbelief at all because we are children of God and that's not our portion. In Luke chapter 1 verse 45 this is what was said. It said, And blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you believe, if I believe then we are blessed. Hallelujah. 
and there shall be a performance. Hallelujah. There shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. What has the Lord told you? Do you believe it? If you believe, then we will all see the performance of what God has told us this very year. Jesus also told it to Martha. He's in John 11 verse 40. He said, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Hallelujah. John 11 40. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God. Want God to glorify himself in your life. The key is belief. Trust God. Pay close attention to what he is saying. To how he is guiding you. Whatever he is telling you to do. Do that and you will see the glory of God. When Martha was told this, at a certain point, they had to remove a stone. The stone that has covered the tomb. He said, take away, roll away the stone. That stone of unbelief, it has to be rolled away for the glory of God to be seen. We have many stones to roll away. Hallelujah. And if we go to God... Actually, he will start pointing at those stones that we should roll away. And sometimes we don't even know that there is a stone to roll, roll away. But if we make a practice of going before the Lord, having a personal time with him, listening to him, what he has to say to you, then he will start pointing those stones and say, that one is a stone. You have to get rid of it. That one is an ethic. You have to get rid of it. That one is sitna. You have to get rid of it. Then you will see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. In the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1, he says that who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. If you want to see the arm of the Lord revealed, it is to believe the report of the Lord and nothing else. Hallelujah. So the prophet said, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I want the Lord to reveal his arm in my life, in every situation. Hallelujah. Because I am a child of God. I am a child of the kingdom and a representative of the kingdom of God. Therefore, the arm of the Lord is what I crave to be with me, to be revealed even in my life. Hallelujah. So, for those who believe, he says that whoever believes will not be put to shame. And all things are possible to him who believes. There are so many things, so many promises concerning those who believe. And I leave that one also to you to go for your personal research, to go and look out for, for them. What happens to those who believe and it's awesome hallelujah it is awesome discover it for yourself discover the wellspring of life for yourself and you will not be the same again 
But for those who do not believe, it is also very dangerous not to believe. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3, he said, For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. That's serious. Let me read it again. For, for we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So if we have believed in the Lord, we will enter into his rest. We will see the manifestation of his promise as he has said. But for those who do not believe, God, has, God is angry with them. And he, in his anger, he swore that those who do not believe in him will not enter his rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation, it's like everything has already been cooked. But because they don't believe what has been cooked, they will not get May the Lord deliver us from the spirit of unbelief. We must be believing, believing believers. We must not be unbelieving believers. We must walk closely with the Lord. We must pay close attention to what he says. Because faith actually comes by hearing. If we don't listen to what God is saying and we, we are listening to some other things we won't have that God kind of faith we'll be filled with those other things but if we make it a habit to listen to the word of God being preached and also studying the word of God listening to God Hearing God's word as you are even reading your Bible. You are paying close attention to, to hear what God is saying to you. Your life will not be the same. We don't have to waste time on things that will not profit us at all. This is the year that we should not waste time. We should not waste our precious resources on things that would not profit us in our work with the Lord. Um, I'll finally like us to read Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 1. He says, Ho, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters. And he that had no money, come ye, buy and eat. Come, Yea, come, buy milk, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor on that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me. 
we have come to this hearkening again. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hallelujah. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. Hallelujah. So, in essence, We don't have to waste our time. We should not labor for things that do not satisfy. Things that will not profit us in our work with the Lord, in our spiritual growth. If we don't, there's no shortcut to spiritual growth. The key is the word of God, which is Jesus himself. The key is to Fellowship. The other time, Gio was talking about we even coming to church in person, sitting at the feet of the Lord, which we should not take lightly and, you know, be like a disciple about. We should listen to what God is saying and obey His voice. We have to incline when we are listening carefully. Says, incline your ear. Come unto me and hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. That is deep. That is deep. For God to make an everlasting covenant with us, that we are His and He is ours. Our lives are tied together with the Lord. It takes listening to Him, believing in Him, obeying Him, and out of our bellies will indeed flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. We want to talk to God at this time. In this short time, there are many things that the Lord has said to us. Individually, I don't know what God is pointing out to you, but talk to God concerning what He's saying to you. Are you the one who is not even thirsty at all? Go to Jesus. Call upon him and say, Jesus, I'm filled with other things. I yield myself to you so that you will empty me of all the wrong contents that have so filled me that I have no appetite for the word of God when I get up. I don't even feel, I don't even remember to even say good morning to you or even take my Bible to read. My mind is so full of so many other things that I have to do. Like Martha, Jesus said, 
you are worried about many things. Many things have filled your mind. You are worried about them. Come to Jesus. Tell him, Lord Jesus, I lift up my hands. Please, empty me. I don't want those things because they have never satisfied me. You are the only one who can satisfy me. You want to tell the Lord, you alone are my heart desire and I long to worship you. I come personally to you to this invitation. Draw me close to you. Lord, get me hooked to you. You know what to do to get my attention. Lord, catch me. Catch my attention. All those distracting things. Lord, all the hostilities and the arguments that even though every time I come to the well, every time I come to church, every time the word of God is being preached, I'm listening to it in my car. I'm listening to it in the church. I have a devotional, yet I still feel dry. Lord, do a new thing in my life. Break that rock and let the water, the fresh water gush out in the name of Jesus. As the deer panted for the water so my soul longed after thee. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to worship you. As the panted for the world is so my soul longer than you alone are my heart desire and I long to